Blog Talk Radio. Okay, welcome to Socially Savvy, Kathleen Lai. He's live here at Lucky Strike in Bellevue. This is our Socially Savvy Tea Today show. And today's guest hosts are Yanni Skritsonis. Hello. Yeah, hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. And Dorian Kaufman. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, how was you guys' uh, last month since we've been on the show? What you know? What are you guys doing? Um, well, for me, I got into San Diego State University. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I plan on going there. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm really excited. And uh, the only thing left is to get scholarships to pay for it because uh, college isn't that easy to pay for. So, no, it's you know. not. Uh, yes. So, you're just gearing up for a whole new social experience yeah. here once yeah. you get to the financial side of yeah. things. Excited, though. I'm excited to attend. So Cool. Mr. Dorian. What was the question? Oh, my God. What have you been up to since the last show? Oh, um, school and uh, God. Um, not not much else. Not much else. N- nothing else. Uh, just working, working out, getting ready for football. There you go. Another social experience. So today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about this um, difference between socially savvy and popular. I think a lot of people have the misconception that. Um, if popular, you are socially savvy. And I think we've talked about it briefly that that's not always the case. Being popular doesn't necessarily put you in the right place the right, or the right yeah. position socially. So yeah. when you think about popular, what do you, what comes to your mind when you think of the what's considered popular? Jerk. You think jerk? You think jerk? That's what he said. Yeah. You say jerk? Yeah. Yes, he said jerk. Um, I, got, I got this dang microphone again. I'm telling you, it hates me. It does not. It does. Uh, for me, popular, I think it's like everyone knows you, um, whether it's good or bad, you're just known, so it could be, you could be like the worst person in school and you're popular, because you know people, but, uh, yeah, I think it's just known, you're just known everywhere. Know who yeah, you are, it's never, where it, you are. It's like, yeah, it's good or bad, it's just people know your name, like, regardless. Okay, so if you're a popular person, do you think do you think the majority of, of popular people and popular things are socially savvy? Um, like I guess like most most people are known for the good things they do. Like for the most part, like if you're an athlete, like if you do something outside of school that's like, oh hey, you know, so and so does this, and it's really cool. It, it like gets people's attention. But then again, there's always the people like because they go and they drink or they smoke on the weekends or something. Their name gets around for bad things they're doing lately. <laughs> um, I think that if, for the most part, I think people are socially savvy when they're popular just because they have to, or for the most part, when you think of popular, think of good. Like, oh, she's the hottest girl in the school. Or, like, he's, like, the biggest athlete at the school or whatever have you, like, outside or inside of school. Um... But they do have to have some type of knowledge on being socially in order to keep that status that they have. Um, I guess if you have the looks, you really have the looks, but you have to, like, 
flaunt those looks or you have to like exaggerate those looks you can say so you're actually like better than everyone else so then you have that Persona. knowledge you could say or style for like right. clothing or whatever uh, that's better than everyone else which makes you popular in that sense what do you think um, what do you think the biggest differences between um, being socially savvy and being popular are in, at you guys as do you think? I mean, do you think that they necessarily come together a lot? Do you think there's a, a big, um, a big widespread difference between what that is and what it becomes as you get older? Uh, well, I think Yanni's is actually a really good example of that. Like, he's kind of himself, from what I know, just being his cousin. All like, he doesn't dress like anyone else. He's kind of his own kid, but always doing something to stand out, and and he doesn't give away. So he's never. I've never heard anything bad about him, and I think that's like where the popularity and socially savvy come to handy because like he's popular for things he does, but he's socially savvy. He's put in that category for like um, uh, for uh, like his uh, the people that he knows his attitude, his attitude, his like his respect, how he acts around adults, and his maturity level. Yeah. So just adding on to that. I think they do have something in, like, they have a connection um, just because of, they're both, like, one. They're both kind of one. Like, they're both, like, being popular, you do have some type of socially savviness, like, to yourself. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean have to mean for every single person, because every, obviously every single person is different. But uh, I think those people that are both, you'll see, are more say, humble, or they know when to act in certain situations. They know what to they know what to do. Yeah. Um, they know who to associate with. They know who to. Like, I think it has to do with that, and I think yeah. that's a large part of and being socially popular. As, yeah, as far as like people like being popular, like the difference is like a popular person can be popular for things they do and what people say about them, but like well, not everyone can be socially savvy. Like I mean, any athlete can be a jerk and be popular, but I mean, not every athlete can be and have the respect of everyone around them. Yeah. Do you think that, particularly when you guys are younger, do you think that there should be more of an outline and or more of a, a discipline in recognizing if you are in a position where you're considered popular, that there's a responsibility level? If you're representing something that you should maybe live up to or, or maybe have some kind of boundaries? Um, so like, is there a certain degree of popularity that you can achieve if you're not... Well, no, I guess I'm saying that? if you are, if you put yourself at a level of popularity, do you think that that comes with a certain responsibility to um, set a good example? To you know, I was talking the biggest complaints with a lot of professional athletes right now is that they're not savvy. You know, they don't um, they don't, don't conduct themselves in a manner when you have so many people looking at you that afford um, them the respect uh, level that they have earned in their profession. I think that they do. Um, that they do have a whole lot of fun to this when they are popular, because of everyone like not necessarily looks up to them, but everyone knows them. They're they're watching every single person's move, what they do, and what not to do. So like if you're an athlete, you know you can't go out and party or do anything that's illegal because that's one of your like it's one of the code of that you have to follow for that sport in your school and who you represent, basically. So, at popularity, you do have some t- type of responsibility for your who you're representing and not 
about you, who you're representing, but yourself, your family, and anyone who knows you. So basically, you do have to set up a good example for everyone around you that looks up to you, I believe. Do you feel that, that people do that now, or do you feel that there's a disconnect? I think some people do, and then I believe that some people just take that ability or that gift, you could say, popularity or that gift that they have of being an athlete or whatever have you, that they, they sometimes take it for granted because you're not going to be an athlete the whole entire time you're alive. You only have it for a certain amount of time. That's a really good point, and I think a lot of people forget that. When, when you have something that comes along in your life that makes you... That, that gives the perception of you being popular or you being well-liked or a lot of people wanting to spend time around you, you have to develop other skills to maintain that because you're not always going to be that super athlete or you're not always going to be that house representative or, or what you you have to constantly be working on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is all I was going to say was like, I mean, if you're an athlete and you screw up, it's, everyone's going to know. Well, yeah, because they're watching you. Yeah. Interesting. So, do you, either of you guys have any um, socially unsavvy stories to tell us? Things that people did that, you know, if you could talk about them, these are, you'd go up to them and you'd go, you know, this is really not cool. Why would you do this and, and get people thinking about what they're doing so that um, as you move forward, your social experience is better? I can't say personally, but I can say that from. What I've seen, what I've heard, how people get in trouble in certain situations are just, like, stupid. Like, why would you do that in that, like, certain circumstance? Like, why would you yeah, Why would you do that in that area? Like, you know that you can get in trouble. Why would you do that? Do it in a seclusive place, you could say. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any stories, like, specific stories. But no I example? Hear, he said stuff. Uh-huh. What about you? Um... I don't know, just the same thing. Just you keep hearing about you know, kids at school that make decisions or people in general in the news or wherever and they're just it's like, Why would you do that? Like I mean it makes you wonder like are people thinking about the things that like the repercussions of doing something before they even do it or are they just kinda out there doing things in the moment just because it sounds stupid or fun at this time. What do you think um what why do you think that comes into play as far as if they know the difference between right and wrong, do you think it's more of the peer pressure or um, just not not thinking? Yeah. We teenagers do a lot of that. We don't think. We just, like, do whatever we feel, you could say. So it, it could be peer pressure, like, you're with your uh, friends and stuff. But it's also that, like, just that our nature, wanting to experiment on what, what we can do in this world, also has a lot to do with what we do and how we go about our day and our lives. So at this age, you know, there's only a small certain percentage of people that understand that reality and understand those circumstances and those some people when they know the consequences that come with it, but they'll still do it. Like they'll still do it just because of what society tells them to do or what they believe in. Or they're rebelling. Or yeah, or they're rebelling. It's it it's like all the above. It's just our nature. Which is kinda of funny. Yeah. <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, I mean, yeah. So what do you, when you guys, you know, you're at an age where you're creating who you are, how you want to perceive, you know, what do you guys think about when you're um, getting ready to go places? Do you think about how you want people to talk about you after you've left the event? Do you, do you think yet about 
if somebody was to say, yeah, I saw Dorian and, and he was blah, blah, blah. Do you think about the perceptions people have of you or do you just let the perceptions of people happen about you just kind of fall into, into play or do you do anything well, to work on it? Like no matter what, like I do personally, like if someone is bound to not like me at school or whatever, like I can't, like all approach people and be like, ask them what, like what they, if I hear things of what they're saying, if it's bad about me or whatever, I'll ask them like, why, why? you think that is it is it because you know i have fun doing what i do or is it because i'm hard on other players on the football field whatever it is like all the about and, and a lot of the time people just give you a, a an answer that you don't understand like they don't even understand why and it's just like so i don't necessarily like worry about it but i i keep it in consideration on how people look at me because that's like like i mean when we all get in the real world and we have jobs, like we're gonna have to like seriously consider how other people look at us because our boss may not feel that we're doing the right thing or what we say or we act is the right way, and we're gonna need to like listen to that. Um, for me, it'd be kind of foolish for someone to say that they don't really care what someone thinks of them, because as human beings, you could say we want to be loved or we want to be cared for. And, like, have someone in our lives that we can depend on, you can say, or, like, be with. But for me, I don't really worry about what people think of me as long as I, at that type of moment or whatever I say, do. In my mind, I believe 100% in my beliefs or my actions that they were correct in what I did. And if I stand by them and I have people who stand with me in that, it doesn't really matter what other people think because, number one, you already... First of all, you need to like trust yourself. Basically, like you need to know yourself. But, like, exactly. Um, but also, you already have people that love you. You can you can say and like support you. So why would you why would you like waste your life or waste your time worrying about what other people think of you when you have your own life to worry about? So that's it. That's a good point. And one of the things I wanted to bring up. This is why I asked the question, especially with your demographic, is understanding um, being social. If you want to be included in social as, as specific social settings and atmospheres, um, you you basically have to be likable to a, a degree. Otherwise, you're not going to be invited to social settings. Um, you'll start to be excluded or you'll wonder why you're not being invited back. I think trick of it comes in is how do you maintain who you are and to be social? Oh. <laughs> well, I think it starts with being a full pleaser as it is. Like you're going to have to sacrifice like parts of what maybe your opinion, like you may not be able to always tell the truth to a friend or an acquaintance. You may have to just kind of tell them what they need to hear at the time that relationship. Even even if you don't necessarily like have a close friendship with someone, but the 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 but the parties or the the kind of get togethers they have for the Super Bowl or whatever are really a time when they have that atmosphere at their house or for that good time maybe to keep yourself being invited back every year for whatever it is you kind of just have to be there for that person and create a better friendship so yeah. part of socially being social in your opinion is not necessarily changing your opinions just not always voicing them yeah 
I also think what he wants trying to say is that you kind of have to adapt to either the setting you are in or the people you associate with. Yeah. So um, you don't necessarily need to change yourself yourself, but there is parts of your stuff that you can adapt to while still holding what you believe in. If you want to change a certain thing that you say or like a certain sport that you do, that is just to say you're not being yourself. Just either adapt to the situation or you truly in your mind believe that this is what like I'm doing right now. This is who I'm at this point, at this moment. So going back to being so savvy in a in a setting where you need to change, you could say, would be acceptable. Which is for, uh, kind of like the opposite of what I just said earlier about like being yourself. But it is true. And if you want to like be liked... You have to give what the public likes. Like that's why people like singers, for instance, because they're they're a likable figure. Either it's their voice or how they look, and the people keep on like going back to them, like listening to them and stuff. So it 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 has a lot to do with likability, whether it's your like charm, your like your uh, you can make people laugh, personality, your like your athletic or whatever. You have to have something that people like in order to keep on going to that setting or having people wanting to hang out with you or else. So what do you think those traits would be? If you are trying to develop your social savviness and trying to figure out how you're going to be able to go to a diverse number of different venues and events and be included, what kinds of traits do you think you need to have um, as far as, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you go to an art opening and you don't know a whole lot about art. What types of things do you think that you can work on where it, that doesn't really matter if you have the knowledge of art, but your personality or, or people like being around? Yeah. Um, Do you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, uh, basically adapting to what you do. Like, I guess, what I guess skills you kind of have to learn. Think? Yeah. I think you just have to, like, trial and error. Trial and error. Um, I think listening I mean, is a great skill to li- have. Listening. Li- oh, listening? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, if, you, if, you're, if you're in a... Actually, yeah, it actually is. Not maybe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like at an art guy, you can like unnecessarily you know have to know about art, but if you can converse with someone and keep them talking, being engaged into a conversation, it could be, it could be about art, and you have nothing about it. But like if you're interested and you want to know more about it, like that that's another form of socially savvy. You're not necessarily skilled in the in the knowledge of art, but you're skilled in the way you can converse with someone in that setting, and yeah, so show interest in somebody yes, else and yeah. allowing them to. To tell you let about them it. yeah basically guide you or like you and you're just guide or you're just there for the ride so that also has to do with socially savviness I think yeah I just say the same thing just showing interest no matter what I mean I mean if you can talk about anything with anyone it's really just gonna it, I mean it, it say someone only likes to talk about art and then that's kind of what they were around and not a lot of people can they feel that they're going to feel um uh, lesser knowledgeable of that, like that per- than that person, if they talk about art with them, so they don't even approach them. But if you can approach someone, and talk about anything, whether or not you have knowledge of it, I think itself is kind of an art in just speech, and it's kind of a talent in its own. So, I think, yeah, just I mean, being able to approach anyone and talk to them about whatever is a really big key to it. So how how important do you think your opinions are um, when you go into a social setting? Do you think that they should, your opinions should be 
way out there, or do you think that they should be something maybe it's kind of more in your back pocket? I feel like opinions should be held back most of the time. I mean, definitely, I mean, if you're at a wherever, I mean, a party, a club, whatever, you definitely keep your opinion to yourself. No one cares about your opinion whenever you're having a good time. All it does is cause problems. I mean, Unless I saw Yanni's across the dance floor, someone's like, oh, wow, he looks great. Like that, that that suit really fits him. Like, I'm not going to go, if I don't like I'm gonna, I might go up and say, wow, I really like your suit. That's an opinion that I would express to him. But if I'm sitting across the club, wow, he looks incredibly ugly, and I don't know where he got his dance moves. So I'm not going to walk <laughs> over there and go, dude, are you having a seizure or what's going on? Like, I'm not going to do that. Maybe do that on the backside of a, a, a text or something, you know, take him outside and ask, what are you doing? But don't. <laughs> walk up and create a scene somewhere, I mean, with no cause. I mean, there's no, there's no excuse for anyone to kind of deface someone like that in public. I mean, I wouldn't, li- I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't want to be humiliated. I mean, it, he's having a great time dancing, looking like, you know, I don't know what, a clown out on that floor. I mean, he's having a good time. Every, if everyone else is having a good time, too, I mean, no one else is bothered, then don't create a problem. So, so an opinion with a positive spin that's uplifting is okay. Where the opinions, if there's some kind of a negative connotation or, or it's judgmental, those are the ones probably be kept in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. I think to an extent, that is correct. Um, correct. But I also think that uh, in certain situations, you need to know which opinions are acceptable and which opinions are not. Like you don't necessarily, if you know someone, you can definitely say something negative because you know you know personally. So but is I mean, that something that should be done in a social setting? Uh, for everyone to hear? Exactly. Or, yeah. Depends if it's like a joke, but... I mean, <laughs> okay, like for, for Yanni tonight, like, if he, if Yanni is, you know, doing something utterly stupid, I mean, I know him enough, like, if he's doing something that's leading himself and, and people around him are bothered, yeah, I'm going to walk up to him and, and, and really bring it to his attention. That but are you going to do that in front of other people, or are you going to on the side? Depending on the situation, like, if it's if it's really bad, I'm just going to do it right there, honestly. Like, if he's making him look bad and everyone else is already there's no real point in me taking him to the side. Everyone already knows. But, like, if it's getting to that point where I'm just going to know soon enough, yeah, I'll take him aside and let him know. But if it's gone past the point where everyone has already seen or something catastrophically horrible has gone on in the public place, and, uh, then that's fine. And um, yeah, well, What kind yeah. of setting are you really talking about? Because it's at like a dance party or like at a club. I well, mean, social, that, that's the thing about social loud, settings. It can so. be, well, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just talking, yeah, yeah, like, but anywhere. Like, you, but. Yeah, everyone's, like, a, yeah, at least the dance club, yeah, like, I mean, everyone's not going to hear it, but, you know, I'm, if I'm really concerned about him and I know him well enough that it, it affects me in a way as well, I'm not just going to stand by and kind of watch be, I'm not, not going to be the friend that, you know, lets you do these horrible things to yourself without you maybe realizing. I mean, we all need to understand that. Some people, to them, it's a great time. To other people, it's maybe annoying or it's, it's, it's um, uncomfortable. So what you're Maybe. saying is, is if people are doing something that's uncomfortable and causes other people to be uncomfortable around them, that's when you would probably step up and say something because yeah. they're affecting everybody else. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, preferably at any with anyone, I would prefer 
like to catch them, like let them know ahead of time if it's getting bad. But like the only time I would approach someone right there where they are in front of other people is if it was the point where someone had to say something. But other than that, like I would much personally rather like you know pull them aside and say, hey, you know, you like you need to back off on this, or I mean, whether it's with someone else or I mean, just in general, the people around you, I guess. Yeah, I also think um, with uh, the negative, the negative opinions. I think the negative opinions are acceptable in a positive situation or like a positive reason. You could say so. If you see someone like you could say fighting, like you see that that person didn't like deserve it, you could say you could do a negative opinion back to them, which could be a fighting or verbally attacking them or some way to like help one person. Yes, it is a negative opinion or it's a negative action. However, you are doing it for a positive reason so, or a positive opinion because you think that guy didn't deserve a positive opinion about it. So I think in that situation, that a negative opinion would be acceptable. But like Dorian was saying about just a obvious negative action or comment or something out of, the, out of nowhere is not really socially savvy because at that context in that area wouldn't be really appropriate for yourself. You'd be embarrassing yourself as well as possibly your friend or someone you don't know. So it's just it would be unwise to do it if you're socially savvy, you could say. That sounds good. Yeah, and and as far as that goes, like, I mean, I personally, I, and I don't expect anyone to ever kind of do that to someone you don't know. If I'd had no real, you know, maybe I've met Yanni once at club, we had a brief conversation or whatever. I wouldn't approach him in the way that I would approach my best friend or anyone else or a family member. I I would definitely, even if it was bad, I would kind of pull him away from the scene to kind of prevent our our standing relationship from being ruined. But, I mean, it's just, it's it, I, I guess it's a very touchy and sensitive situation and scenario. Being for, social is very, very touchy. You really, you really have to, yeah, you just gotta, kind of always got to watch what you're doing. You got to think about it. And, and that's where I think our generation is in a lot of trouble. Um, they don't think about everything. Is it's not that it's necessarily bad. Yeah, I guess you're having a good time now doing whatever crazy, stupid things that you do. I mean, I know adults today that did crazy things. I mean, back in their, you know high school years, I mean, race cars, whatever it was, blowing up mailboxes. Not going to say any names, <laughs> but it's. I mean. They did crazy. I'm sure that person didn't think about what was they were gonna have to do after they did it, or if they got caught. And I think the problem again is they're gonna our generation's gonna get into this real world situation, and they're going to get caught all the time. And their only excuse is, well, they're not gonna have an excuse anymore because it's not the same thing. It's it's completely different and. Um, this is, I think it's going to be a really kind of like a light switch change on them. What do you guys think from, you know, looking at your demographics, what do you think some of your um, social challenges are going to be in comparison to what we have? And we have a couple of listeners there, and we're going to see if they want to give their input. Um, but what do you feel like some of the, the challenges for your age group um, in being socially savvy are at this time? Experience. That would be the biggest one. We have been here on this earth like longer than anyone else so I think our uh, our belief that we know everything which 
thing all teenagers do. Uh, <laughs> we see it all really, now. Uh, we have correct. <laughs> so um, I think that's one of our biggest challenges. Once you can understand the concept, which shouldn't be that hard, but uh, yeah. um, then at that point you can understand be socially savvy what it means to be aware of others and what they do and their opinions and so on and so forth. So I think that's the biggest challenge. That's an awareness. Mm-hmm. Do you think that yeah. um, with technology being the way that it is, do you think the um, social media helps with um, being properly socially interactive, or do you think it, it deters from it, makes it more difficult for your, your age? So I assume like if the media... The social media realm. With with how you interact with people on social media, do you think that that assists and makes it easier for you on a one-on-one, or do you think that actually um, detracts skill? No, I think it... No, it does not progress. Um, you can get, Social media, you can keep in contact with certain people, but to be socially safe, you have to... There's more of the human... You've got like psychology on all y'all. Um, there's certain expressions that a person gives and certain ways they can say a word or phrases that mix up their feelings that they feel about a certain topic or the way they think and stuff. So being one-to-one, you can actually see see what they feel and see what they basically express to the people. So in that sense, it helps more one-on-one than it does with the social media just because of that visual experience that you can have. Have with them. As far as social tenders. as far as social media goes for me personally, it's really hard for me to uh, like understand new people I talk to. Like I mean I just like from taking driver's classes, you know, you meet other people I may not met through elementary school as, as even as far as junior high and high school. I mean in new meeting these new people if I want to have a conversation with them and really get to know them, it's hard for me to because I really rely on that kind of eye contact and and the the kind of tone of voice. It really, it, to me, it tells me a lot about the person and and how they feel at the time. And I think a big problem today with like relationships that I see is like I see a lot of the two week kind of dating and it's like, well, what was the point of that? Well, a big problem of it is they, they think they understand the person when they talk over Facebook and text, and even on the phone it's hard, but they never develop the ability to, to to understand the person's real feelings. Like I mean, and, and that's just something I see that's hard for me to talk to people unless it's someone... Like, I mean, Yanni's my cousin here. We we haven't seen each other in over a month. And, you know, keep up on Facebook, though. That's that's how we stay in contact. That's how we communicate. And that's how we kind of, um, you know, plan to, to get together, like, uh, on a day after today. You know, we're going to go hang out after the show here. And I think a big problem that people have is they use Facebook and social media to kind of not only attention, get opinions and hear from other people, but... Now they're using it as a way to kind of build relationships and it's creating bad relationships in a way that they're not lasting anything. And it's it's sad, but it's It's because true. the social media is missing too many elements, like what you're saying about interaction, to be able to see them and 
and read them as a human being. Yeah, it, it, yeah, like Bjarni said, it's a, it's a big psychological thing. Like it, it's psychology. I mean, a big part of that is like physically and emotionally, like understanding someone face to face, and you don't get that. I mean, the closest thing to that would be like Skype, like, and even then, it's difficult to know if someone is. You know, if they're really happy, I mean, any, any, Yanni's can ask me any day, are you okay if I'm, you know, if my responses are vague and very not um, uh, not detailed, I can just as easily say, yeah, I'm fine, and be completely broken down or pissed off, frustrated, sad, whatever you want to call it, on the other side of that conversation and not tell him because maybe I don't want that information out necessarily or I don't feel that comfortable. But in a scenario where you're face-to-face, he sees it, and then he can approach the problem, or the, um, not the problem, but the issue at hand uh, better and more prepared and, and kind of ready for it. Like it, And really take care of it in a way that would, uh, uh, in a way that serves the manner and kind of the feeling. The feeling of the person? So going back to the whole socially savvy versus being popular scenario, do you feel, um, I was just thinking about this with the social media, uh, is popularity determined a lot by how many book friends you guys have now? What was that? What, yeah, what was that? Is popularity um, determined a lot by how many Facebook friends you have now? Oh. Um, <laughs> do you think that perception or do you think everybody's kind of gotten past the point that, it, yeah, you can say yes to everybody and, and it, it doesn't have any relevance anymore? I I don't really think so. The only people I think it affects are really the people that are really liked, like the people that really put themselves there. That they're real people. Is like I'm kind of a people here, but like I'm not gonna like lie to you. Maybe I'm not. I'm not gonna like tell you what you want to hear all the time. So that kind of prevents me from being that person where my good friends really kind of does determine a bit of my popularity. But I mean. I've had I've had scenarios where I've gotten friend requests and it's like you know, you know, 344 friends in common. I've never met you in my life, ever. <laughs> and, and it's just this is it's one of those things. And I think I've actually had one where it was like 524 friends in common. And even though out of those 524 friends, maybe I only met you know half of them in person, or I've had brief conversations with you know, two-thirds of them, I've still never met this person in my life, ever seen them anywhere or anything, even though it's a small world. And it's just like, I don't I don't really think that it determines it for everyone, but for you know, major athletes at school, you know, people, and maybe like um, for me, an example for me was uh, Jared Klingenberg at my school, you know, I mean, I think that really determines kind of his popularity because he's he's a great guy and he went on he plays at Idaho State University for football and, and that really kind of people know him with that on Facebook because you know he plays football so you're all, always seeing on updates you know one in Kansas or whatever and so that kind of his uh, uh, large amount of friends on Facebook really helps helps him in that being known because. He's an athlete, and that's that's one of the only situations I can think of where it really helps a person with their popularity, though. I mean, okay. uh, I believe that you do not need to have a number of friends on Facebook or any other 
social media thing you can say or device um, to prove that you're popular. Um, if you need to say that you have 500, 500 friends on Twitter to say you're popular, they're not really popular because in the real world, people know you're popular, so you don't need to tell them have on Facebook. Um, all this, <laughs> even really though all point. the like, athletes <laughs> or stuff have like Twitters and stuff, you just know they're popular because everyone knows them. Yeah, they have a Twitter just because they're doing what everyone else does in the society. They have a Twitter just to have it or stay in contact with people, try something new. Um, but those specific things, I think, have nothing to do with whether or not you're popular. Like That determines popular or not is what happens in the real world, not the virtual world, because that's where you're living. You're not living in the virtual world, so that's what I think. Interesting, because I know from the demand that I have, there's a, a little bit of a skewed uh, question, especially in marketing. You know, social medias are used for marketing quite often, and one of the things that people will determine is they will look at your Facebook and see how many friends you are to see whether or not you're somebody they want to network with. And it seems a little strange, but with concentrations of trying to get exposure and stuff out there, it can become a little bit relevant, a little, have a little bit more of an effect on things than, um, you know, quote-unquote, your popularity out there as to how many people are going to hear about the association you have with a particular marketing company or a particular event, what have you. Yeah. It's just interesting you, for you guys to, to be aware that, it really has nothing to do with it. It'll be interesting to see how marketing turns with you guys at your your level. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't at all. Yeah. Well, I love this. This is awesome. Okay. Let's see here. Socially being popular, uh, this happens a lot with people when you're out there and you're socializing with other people. Do you guys see a whole lot of um, what we call name dropping? People pretend to be associated with somebody or pretend to know somebody so that they can get into certain circles? Oh, yeah. Like posers? Is that what you call them? Posers. Uh, posers. So I, I just, Wannabes? I yeah, know. I guess. Like, I, I don't know. I see that. Yeah, I like people. Am I very kind of, I mean, there's one group of people. I mean, they, they kind of, the area they live in isn't really, it's not like where you can walk somewhere to lunch with your friends, you can luck strike to have a great time, you know? You can't do those things in where I live, so I mean, I'm not going to, like, throw it out there or anything, but, I mean, they do. They just kind of, they choose to be kind of rebellious, and they're, even though their parents, out there, they don't do anything about it because they're so busy trying to, you know, support their family that I feel like even the parents don't even, some of them don't even realize that their kids are smoking weed and drinking on the weekends, even though it's like they feel that's all they have to do, even though it's wrong. Um, it's just kind of, they don't have... filling up their time. It's filling, exactly. They're, they don't, uh, you know, I go home and first so thing I do So you think that they're is, doing that stuff to pretend that they're friends, well, so-and-so well, smokes well, and so Well, yeah, like, like well, what I was getting at there was like, I mean, you know, there are people that they go and they do it, even though I've seen people that, you know, I've met, I met them and they were, you know, they were so much like me in that they didn't do those things. And then one day, it's like a light switch went off and all of a sudden they're, you know, in that group because they feel that that's where they really want to be. And then they, they do those things for a month or two and it it's nothing like they imagined and and then they leave that group and then they're they're faced and criminalized by these people because they no longer want to be a part of it. And 
part of that association? Yeah. Um, for my school, you could say, or for what I've experienced, um, the wannabes, you could say, I guess, like, as a society, you can point them out because they just seem unlike, they just, thank you. They stand um, out? Yeah, they stand out. You're just, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? But then there's certain things that at the same time, even though someone may not fit into a certain group, they do what they do. So you can't really say they're a wannabe or something because they actually do what they do. So, for instance, if you want to be hanging, since I have a lot of Asian-Pacific people, I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but uh, there's, like, some white people that hang out with them, those, like, people. Right. So the, the Asians and stuff. So basically saying that, oh, well, they're, like, wannabes and stuff. But like, no, that's who they want to associate with. That's who that's who they want to be. They want to be with that type of people. That or they relate to them. They relate to them. Yeah. They have the same problem as them. So I don't think there's really necessarily, for our, for what I've experienced, really posers, you could say, or, like, wannabes, because for each person, Whatever they're doing, whatever they feel like they want to do, they feel like that that's where they belong. So why, if that's if you don't belong in that group, why would you say that you want to be if you're not part of that group? If they're if they're trying to get, I guess if I don't know if I'm trying to ask this, but if they're trying to get like in your social group, or is, is that what you're trying to ask, or like if they're to get into what you do and stuff like that, is that what well, you uh, I mean or? People will come into a social group and they will feel the need to say that they know so-and-so or, or do what we call name-dropping. Oh, yeah, I was hanging out with such and such from such and such winery, you know, last week and we had a great time. You know, they may have showed up at an event and may never have spoken with them, yeah. but they'll play it off like, I'm close to that. I can see that. I can see from that side. Yes, I think that's... I think is that around or is that... Do you, yeah, you guys see, see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something that you guys deal with yeah, a lot. Yeah, which is kind of funny. But from what I was talking before with that idea, that had nothing to do with this. But uh, <laughs> um, which is kind of weird because we totally, me and Dorian thought of something completely I know. different. Well, and, and see, this is so. why this is why we have this because you know we're talking a, a thirty-year demographic change here as far as you know twenty-five years between what my social experience is and what yours is, and you know that's what makes this really unique is that asking the question. Because of your social experience, it will you'll read things into it and understand other things that didn't obviously it was a totally different direction. I'm going to ask that question right <laughs> yeah, but no, that actually does happen with all at all all ages um if you're a sports guy and you go to a camp that's well known, you wanna like basically show that off that you went there like oh, I'm this cool, I do this. Like some people want to do that, some people don't because they know they're good. They don't need to show prove that they're good. They do it like on the field. They do it by their acts, basically, instead of the words. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. I mean, if if like, I mean, Yanni's for example is he's. I know last year he had a really hard time at Newport with the baseball team just because of po- politics. But we're assuming here, a lot of politics in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. And that's sport. why. That's why I'm not. That's High why sport. I'm not playing. Yeah. It's just, it's we don't. Too much. <laughs> it's just. It's too much of that involved. But in his scenario, I mean, every I went to four of his games. I think out of twenty or something. And and out of those four games, he played. I think two of them. And from and just from what I did, the, the the senior that was playing over him was nothing near his skill level. And I saw it. I, I witnessed it, you know. And 
and I and I don't know if it happened at school if this kid talked himself up at all or what. I mean, did did he do that? Me? No. Did the the, the senior that played over your last year? Did he kind of like? Oh. No, it's just it's. I don't want to get too into it. Um, but obviously, in any type of competitive thing, you have yeah people that do things and make sure that their kid, for instance, they they have a winning advantage. So gotcha. I didn't. Well, for me, I didn't really let that get to me. Yeah. Um. Just because that's not that's not what I do. I don't play politics. I basically well, I do what I do on the field. It's either I play or I don't. And if you think differently, then it's your problem. I'm not gonna think anything less of it because I did all I can that I did. Exactly. And, and, I feel and that, bad. that's so. kind of what I was getting at. It's like when I went to those games, you know, I, I felt like Yanni's. He's when he's out on the field, he's out on the field. Like it's his it's his job. Like school would be. He's out there to play his position and and do what he's supposed to do to better the team and. And, you know, if it meant he had to, you know, take one in the stomach on a line drive, he did it. I mean, whatever it was, he, if he had to dive to make a play, he was doing it. And and I felt that, you know, he's putting his foot out. Well, why isn't the guy that started the majority of the game? The other two games I went to where he didn't play, the kid wasn't doing it. I mean, there were numerous plays where this kid could have taken – a next step to make the play, or he could have, you know, laid out and 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 taken it in the stomach, or even just caught it in the glove to make the play. And I feel like that's where people like Yanni's are at in this, and and that he really kind of puts it forth. He doesn't need to go to camps, and and he doesn't need to announce to the world that he was accepted to University of San Diego. And because he knows been accepted. he he knows he's been accepted. He doesn't yeah. need everyone else to know it. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's where I think if he makes a baseball team, he's not going to need to tell everyone because everyone's just going to know because everyone at San Diego State's going to know. Well, you know, yeah. oh, so and so made the team. It's going to get out. The coaches are going to talk about it, and and in baseball in particular, from what I understand, if you're an underclassman and you make the varsity team, the seniors are going to respect you, and they're the ones that are really going to get you involved in everything and I think that's where Yanni's will really succeed is he's going to make the team in my opinion. Hopefully. Because, <laughs> because hopefully. He is, no, he's, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed but, but in my opinion, you know, if you're willing to do what is required and, and it's, you know, I had, I had a coach uh, a few years ago, you know, he'd, he'd always tell us before game, after practice, before practice, you know, sacrifice body for the better of the team, okay? You'll benefit from the end of it. Everyone benefits from it, and everyone sacrificed their body. We had probably, I think it was, uh, we only lost like five games out of 50 we played all year on the select team, and it, it was because as a team we sacrificed our body to benefit the team. If it meant, you know, really putting yourself to run faster to first base, we did it. I mean, Well, then that's the difference between acting on... And, um, and, talking, take, and, and talking, exactly. And I think yeah. that's a good point, you know, to kind of wrap up what we were saying there. Is pretending to know somebody and and say that there's an association there without being able to live up to the yeah. expectation by being able to perform, like you're saying in baseball. Yeah. Um, for instance, that is, I guess, it just is a natural consequence. You well, can yeah, name I mean, drop all you want, but if you can, when the time comes to step up to the bat or whatever it is you're doing, if you can't perform, yeah, yeah, no amount of name dropping is going to help you. Yeah, there's a yeah. from what I've experienced, you're not going to be remembered for what you said, but you're going to remember for what you did. Yeah, people yeah. aren't going to remember what you said last week, but if you do something that impacts everyone as a whole, at actions, they're going to remember it. 
Yeah. They're, they're well, going to remember that. A perfect example of actually, you know, kind of to, it kind of goes against what Johnny said there was, you know, you're not going to be remembered for what you say, no. Well, remember for what you do, but but then there are people like Vincent Lombardi. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's remembered for what he said because of what he did. Yeah, and because that's it followed because, because, yeah. But yeah. and 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 that's not that Yanni's wrong. Yanni's is actually 110 percent right in that. But you have you have to perform you have first to, for that the words to, to hold weight. Yeah. yeah, you have to have those actions underneath of it for people to remember the words that came out of your mouth. You exactly. Know? No one's gonna remember. You know, uh, I, I can't think of anyone right now, but no one's going to remember anyone for saying things and then doing them and not performing. And not performing. Uh, you know, if it comes out, they say something and they get 95% of the way there and then drop the ball, you know, it doesn't, they're not going to remember you for that. It, they they yeah. may remember, you know, you may have that group of people that were kind of big followers and that, you know, yeah. shut you down your whole life for it and, and, and defame your name because of what you did wrong, but it's just... Well, life is trial and error. You know? Again, I think a lot of the things we talk about here, it's, it's sensitive topics. I mean, well, anything, you really got to kind of just you've gotta be think. your own person. Like, for example, like my example for me is, um, even though I may not play baseball this year, I know that I don't need to tell everyone. Everyone already knows that from last season for baseball... My batting average was by far the best. It, it, I didn't tell people that. I just went out and I did it. Left-handed and right, I did it. I didn't. I didn't. You know, five months before the season, oh, I'm gonna bat a thousand here right-handed. I'm gonna bat an eight thirty left-handed. No, I went out and I did it. And even though that I may not play this year, it's, people know that I did that. So I didn't have to say it and then do it and then people maybe talk bad on me because I did it. Or because I said it and I did it. So Yeah, no, that's true. Kinda yeah. my idea kinda goes back to what we were talking about before with uh speaking about what uh people think of you. So if you know you do um is like perfectly right or you know that it's the correct thing to do, you know that you gave it all your best. No it, it won't even matter what people say about you. It's it's what you do is how you're gonna remember, like how you want people to remember you as when you do it. Or perceive so, you, yeah. It, more, more, times, more times it's when you do something physically, uh, like all the presidents, for instance, or like athletes, like it's what they do that get you remembered. Right. Um, like Babe Ruth, like he was yeah. remembered for his hitting. Like he wasn't remembered for, I don't know, like Candy Bar, I don't even know, no, it wasn't from him, but. Slowest, slowest, yeah. slowest baseball player ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, he, if he hit it. He had a grounder. He, he he made it halfway to first base and 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 he quit. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So it's like it's how you want to be remembered by what you do, and I've always lived by that. Basically, um, I basically let my walking do the talking. Yeah. Because I don't want to. I don't want to deal with, like you can say the drama that has to do with when you talking because everyone just seems that whatever you say will get the person to like you better or the what you say will convince someone that you're good or something like that but it's really what's what you do will convince someone that you're good that that that's it's concrete evidence that. on what you do and yep. how yeah. you remember you just, that's what I yeah you can't you can't it, fake that no you can't you, fake you can't yeah, fake you what can't, you do you can't fake what you, you do fake what you say but you and, and, and the problem with talking before you go out and do things is for example, if I were to, you know, last year say, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm going to be the best 
the I'm going to have the best batting average in at, at at school this year. If I had said that and then I didn't do it, all I mean, it really you just put, created yourself a it, whole lot you of kinda, you yeah. put a big target on forehead and and people are going to see that target and they're really going to just shoot at you every chance they get. So then I guess being part of part of being socially savvy is is not not um is talking about what your your achievements are before you do them is letting your achievements kind of tell the story about you instead of you insisting on telling your story without the backup. Yeah. Um so go or adding on to that idea, um if at an event and you could say people know you, know of you. You don't need to say to them, "Hey, I did this." Like they already know. If if you're if you're that big, if you're at an event where you know all the people or you know a lot of the friends you associate with and all that good stuff, but uh, the only time I can think of when you would basically talk, not like talk the walk, is when they don't really know you. But they you you both converse or you both understand. Or somebody a inquired topic. and said. Oh, hey, so tell me a little bit yeah, about t- you. T- you t- tell me a little bit more about That's this. Tell me, would, like, yeah. how do you do this? Like, you have the knowledge. You've done it. Because according to them, you've said that you have. They not necessarily understand. Or they may not understand, uh, know that you actually do that. But when you say them, what the credentials that you give them, gives them the idea that you are knowledgeable in that area. You know what you know what you're doing basically there therefore that gives you that socially savviness in that setting yeah so in in that sense when people can't really see you do what you do that socially savviness on having the ability to talk talk like what you do like for living for instance like your career right. will actually help you but when it when it comes to crunch time when they ask you oh like if you're like a real estate person and say hey could you help me out with this house you're like uh well i don't I, you be able to articulate I, yeah, it yeah yeah so I, I don't really yeah. sell houses i'm actually this so like that that instant and in what your career will actually bite you in the butt if you don't really back up what you say to that specific person or hold up to what you truly do well you, yeah. you have to be able to back it up no you have to be able to back it up have to. Well, we want to say a thank you to um, Lucky Strike for letting us do the show here. And, um, of course, all of our sponsors for our We have uh, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetics um, and Fragrances for you, gentlemen. Um, Cascade Ice, Galaza Energy Drinks, um, Kind Bar, Pop Chips. Uh, we've got some pretty cool sponsors. So if you're listening to the show and or you've been to the show, uh, make sure that you go to their Facebook pages and like them. Uh, social media does have its place and does uh, have some social socially savviness to it, especially when you acknowledge uh, the help and, and what they give out there. So, hope you guys have a great week. And uh, next month we'll have you guys back on and we'll talk about something else. Uh, Happy for you guys. All right, cool. Thank you. I'm Yannis <laughs> Katonis, 18, go to Newport High School, and hopefully I'll uh, talk to you guys later. Yeah, uh, Doran Coffin, 16, uh, go to Scratch High School, and yeah, well, hopefully. Get to see some more people at the show next week, and I just like congratulations to Yanni's Katonis for getting accepted into the University of San Diego, and I thank hope you. he makes the baseball thank team. Hopefully, thank you. <laughs> San Diego State, that's what it is. San Diego State. Everybody have a socially savvy week, and don't forget to um, put your eyes on our Facebook page, socially savvy T to T. Thank Take you. Care. Bye.